way you cut it, 30-somethings are considered actual grown-ups. But many of us feel far from it. It's the bait and switch we didn't see coming. Being in your 30s means something different in a new millennium. But what does that look like? That's what I'm here to find out. I'll be digging into the stories and experiences of a new crop of 30-somethings, myself included. From navigating career dissatisfaction to searching for one's life purpose, all while still having a clear opinion on which 90s boy band reigns supreme, I'll be sharing how we navigate life's highlights and disappointments. This podcast is a series of conversations about life expectations, how we're all dealing, and what comes next. I'm Ashley White, and this is the Adults Aren't Alright podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to the Adults on Alright podcast. Um, I'm really excited because today we have the most special guest. We have one of my best friends in the world, Kate Four. Kate, say hi to the folks. What's up? <laughs> I'm so pumped. This is going to be so much fun. Seriously, jacked. Um, Kate, Kate and I have been friends since about 2013, 2014. We met at uh, Kansas City Fashion Week. Yes, uh, Kansas City has one. Uh, we used to go. It was fun. We got sat together, paired together to cover the runway shows, and we just ended up having the best damn time because she is just the most, the most fun. But you know, before we get into any of that, you know, I love astrology. Uh, you do too. Oh yeah, we're like, both we're, uh, witchy little witches. Witchy witches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like to kick things off by getting everyone's big three. Um, so I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you those now, and I know you know them. Oh yeah, I do. Because you also know them. Yeah. Which makes it no pressure for me. Okay. So we've got Libra, Sun. Yep. Right. Then we've got Taurus, Moon. Right. Yeah. And then you and I both Mm. are Gemini Rising. That is why we vibe. 100%. So so Gemini Rising, so that's like who you kind of are, like first impression, who you are, like how the world kind of sees you. And so Gemini Rising people... Um, social. We're social creatures. We can, no. Us? us? Never. Yeah. Um, uh, loud? Obnoxious? Of course. Oh. So very, very social. Can be fun at parties. Um, adaptable in social situations. You and I can pretty much hang anywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And 100% would rather hang out with each other. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll hang out with everybody. For a time. Yeah. Uh, so curious about the world around us. Curious about people. We defa- demand a fair amount of freedom. Oh my god! The, so yeah. much freedom. So much freedom. Um, love, love, sarcastic. Love some good banter. Absolutely. Um, then your Libra son, mm, like yes. my another best friend of mine, Lauren is a Libra. I love, I love you guys. You guys are all about balance. Mm-hmm. Finding yes. life's harmony is just your whole shit. Oh my god! All, all of it, all the time. Like I can, any room I'm in, I'm like, how we vibing? Right. What's the energy like? Right. Who needs a pep talk? Right. What are we doing? Yeah. Do you need a hug? I'll give you one. <laughs> Okay, you want a pep talk? I'm like your hype woman. Yes, like I'm. I'm there. Like and everything's gonna be the best. Right. Everything's gonna be okay. We got this. And you're also like constantly making tweaks to your life to like optimize it. And you're optimizing every situation. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Yes, 100. Yeah. Yep. percent That's that Libra shit. Charming, approachable. Like you're, you know, you're just you're looking for the right balance. Um, then your Taurus Moon yes. means strong-willed. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Ground, <laughs> grounded. No. Very into aesthetics. So like the eye. It's I've, embarrassing. Yeah. How much I'm into aesthetics. Yeah. It's not we'll shallow. It. You're just into the nice things. Green is a tourist moon. Yes. Like you guys just like the finer things in life. Right. I'm a Capricorn. I like money. I understand. Like I get it. I get it. <laughs> so um, so also reliable instincts and very loyal. So I mean that really is. That really is you. And then also 
we're both cardinal sun signs and cardinal signs like i'm a cap a cap sun you're a libra sun yeah so yeah. that's another thing we got going on so so capricorns and libras because they're cardinal they're determined they're they're initiators the masters of like getting shit done like you and i love love a list love a list and loving getting it done yeah feels- like what annoys us more oh we're gonna do that <laughs> cool um no yeah no. i just i need to get the list done i need to i need to complete the checklist i gotta get i get through it um and then i make another one and then i make another one for the next day and then yeah we're about the work uh creative we can also be a little restless maybe a little impulsive maybe maybe, maybe. you know no judgment no judgment target purchases whatever <laughs> it's fine mm-hmm. you know you're at home goods you black out you walk out of there with it you know a trunk a whole full new of, living room yeah, yeah whatever it's fine it's yeah. like the uh the price is right it's like you won so okay, so yeah, we met it. We met at KCFW. Yes. They, we, they kept sitting us together in the front row, and because they knew we they were going to have a good time, and we were going to, you know, show off the best stuff. Right. Well, we have a very good eye, and you guys, this show is pretty well produced. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City it's Fashion Week, like beautiful location, Kansas mm-hmm. City, and the fashion designers bring it. Yes. But Ashley and I bring it harder because <laughs> we're like no holds barred. We're we are. Project Runway. We're Judges, critical. 100%. Like, I'm critical. Like, we, yeah. ha- we hate an unfinished hem. Ugh. What's worse? Like, ha- they talk about it on Project Runway, and I was like, enough already about the unfinished hem. Right. But, no, no, no. It's awful. Where are your scissors? Yeah. Just cut the cut, thread. What? A fold, what? A fold it. Fold it. And I just, like, what do they call it? Whip stitch it. I mean, it's, it's it just has Double to be. Double stick tape, baby. Anything. Top stick. It yeah. is. Also, listeners, get it. It is the best <laughs> double stick tape. It'll save your boobs. What is it called? Top stick. Top stick. Oh, I'll put it in the show notes. It's literally two pay tape. Oh, oh. And it comes in little strips. It's easy to put on everything. Nice. And it's awesome. I use it on all the things. Oh, yeah, because Kate's a stylist. BT Dub. Kate is yeah, a stylist. Yeah. She's a blogger. She's a mother. She's a painter. Um, she is one of the most creative people I know. Uh, we're going to get into her career journey. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, top stick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you said it's good for boobs? Yeah. You know those buttons? Yeah. yeah. Button up tops. The butt, the like, gaps. It gaps, but it like fits. It fits. But, but like you... your mom would be like, just go up a size. And, and you're then like, you'd be like, cool, I'm in a bag, mom. No. Like, I look like shit. Thanks. <laughs> Not going for baggy. I need it tailored. The goal isn't to cover my boobs. The goal is to look cute. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I don't want my bra to show either. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. It's nude. I don't want it to show. Yeah. Exactly. Gross. So, so Kate and I are sitting next to each other at, each other at Fashion Week, and mm. we're critical. And mm. I just immediately I zoned in on you because not only were you fun and you made me laugh, you got my sense of humor. Which you know what? That's a mixed bag because most people, <laughs> most people who sit next to me, they're like, "So she's a psycho," and I would like to never sit next to her again. So she's a little harsh. <laughs> so she, wow. she's a lot. Um, <laughs> you, you just, you know, you just cut through the bullshit, and we had the best time. And so we started just. We would we would hang out at events. We started going to events together, and then it just bled into like a real life, real life friendship. And now you're one of my closest pals. I know, it's kind of a thing. I know we were talking about it before, and I was like, how did we, like, what was like the moment? Yeah, and because we were going to all these events, and it was one dinner before Casey Fashion Week. Yes, we went to a sushi restaurant, and Ashley got drunk on plum <laughs> wine, and I was like, I, mean, I didn't know it existed. Right and now, I know this about you. I mean, if you haven't had plum wine, go to your nearest you know, Japanese steakhouse, sushi place, and get it. it. If you like sweet wine, it is 
what did you call it? You just said it was like, do you like joy or something? <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you like to drink joy? In a glass? Because nothing made Ashley, nothing has made Ashley happier. Or more life. amenable. Honestly, I'm Truly. a better person on plum wine, really. It Just, should, I should get a prescription. Like I, I should be medicated with plum wine. Straight anyway. Straight to the vein. Yeah, straight to the vein. An IV bag. And so we go before the show and I'm, I order like about 16 glasses and I'm, you know, having a great time. And Kate's great like, great. Time. And Kate is like, okay. The sun's about to go down. Can we take some photos? Can we like get her? No, maybe? Okay. That's right. Yeah, because you, you shoot your outfit photos before you walk into Fashion Week. It's the fashion, because KCFW happens at night. And so you got to get those outfit shots in before, light, you know, and Kate's Taurus moon is like, the, she's like, the sun is setting. Like, let's go, let's go. The golden hour is, Ashley, like, put the glass down. This like, will not look good in editing. Okay. That's right. You can't, re- you can't recreate the sun. Okay. You can't. You can't. You can try. So, you know, our friendship group came real life close friends and now and now you're here on my podcast that hopefully more than just my mom and dad are listening to, you know. Maybe we'll, Russ. I maybe don't know. maybe Russ. Maybe we get a little Mont listening. Mm. Oh Mont for sure. Big Mont after he does his day trades. Day he, trades. Can, he can pop the pot on Mont is uh Kate's dad and yes. Russ is my dad. Yeah. And they're both Virgos and they are a nightmare. Okay? Like we love them. Love them but so dearly. Russ is a double Virgo. Wow, wow, wow. That's intense. Hits. With get it, wait, wait. With a Capricorn moon. Okay. We we know how Ashley is. Yeah. So So okay. just a- go ahead and dial that up to a ten. All right. You want to talk about the, the king of mastering his emotions and never you're never gonna meet his expectations. The it, master of your emotions, mas- Ashley. Literally I was seven on a soccer field and he's like, You be the master of your emotions. I'm like, I'm seven. Like it's just Anyway. I'm sorry, you're Tony Robbins? What do you mean, master? Yes, he's the tiniest oh Tony that you've ever met in Tony. your life. Anyway, so we both got a couple of Virgo dads that are uh, that wanted us to be sons, really. Oh, yeah, I'm the last of the family. Yeah, the name died with us. Yeah, it's and fine. so, I mean, I, I was supposed to be a boy. And oh, you yeah, really my just name, jacked that whole thing yeah, up. Yeah, I did. My name is Stephen Russell. Stephen what Russell? It's, it's not like, my fault cannot. that sonograms in the 80s were trash, okay? The fact like, that they had them, wild. Truly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the wild west of, of, of Western medicine in 1984. And so, um, yeah, I was, I was a boy and I came out and my dad was really disappointed and really that's never, that's never resolved itself. <laughs> I have to say as tough as they are, my dad 100% is like the person that like when he says something versus like, I don't know anyone else. I'm like, Oh, I got it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, but yeah. Virgo dads, man. Virgo dads. Virgo dads. Virgo dads. The amount of um, negotiating. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, and also it's that my way or the highway, I make the money, I make the rules kind of attitude that is mm-hmm. so obnoxious. <laughs> but you know what is what is lovely now is that... You're a share. You're, and you're like, you're Dad, a, I'm a rich man, actually. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they try to tell you something and you're like, that's cute. I own everything in this house. Like, it, this is these are my rules now, you know? And, and they're like, oh, shit, I have no more leverage. So uh, that's fun to watch. But um, yeah. so you are Virgo dads backing, yes. backing off, you know, star yep. witch shit. So you are, you're kind of living the dream right now because you've got the cute fam. Oh, thanks, man. And you, like, shout out to Kev yeah. and the kids. Kev, don't best let, wife ever. But don't don't, don't let husband. Ben and Georgia listen to the podcast because we're going to cuss, but Kev can. Yeah, Kev yeah. can. Kev can. If he, yeah, no, he definitely does. He definitely does listen to podcasts. Yeah, he's going to listen to this. 100%. So uh, you, you've had this, like, amazing family for a long time, but the career journey has been a little bit more of a 
you know, it's quite a journey to to lock down. So I want to, I want you to first of all, like, tell us what you do now. And then let's like kind of back it up a few years and just tell, just tell us how, how you got there because you made some career switches in your, in your thirties because you kind of realized that like you weren't happy. And, and Mm -hmm. I, I admire that uh, because I want to do it, but I admire admire it so much. So I want to hear. So you, what do you do now? Tell me. Okay. So now I am a stylist for a very famous card company here in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Google it. You'll find it. Um, <laughs> Google it. But it's it's the coolest job ever. Yeah. Like, I get to create sets and feelings for products, for social things and things that live online. It's work with the best people. Mm-hmm. When you work with people that work so hard at everything they do, it is so freeing to work so hard on what you are good at doing mm-hmm. and that freedom of like, here's what you have to do. Here's like five things that it needs to like kind of be, mm-hmm. but we trust you. Yeah. The trust and the freedom is literally like I have to pinch myself that I'm not like micromanaged to be like, oh God, hey, this now. set needs to feel like Miami and this feels like Florida, like Gold Orlando, Shores. like <laughs> Florida, <Alabama>. yeah. <laughs> Florida, Georgia line. Yeah. What? <laughs> Exactly. So anyways, I'm a set stylist now, and I also do wardrobe styling, mm-hmm. which... Like personal ro- wardrobe stuff. So like Kate will come to your house, she'll edit your closet, and then she will figure out what your vibe is, and then she will figure out what you need, and she will put you in some stuff that you're uncomfortable in, and then you end up, you just end up better dressed and happier at One, the end. 100%. It makes me so happy. My goal after each consult is to have created outfits for women with clothes in their closets, mm-hmm. new ones, and every time they're like... I would have never put this together, mm-hmm. but I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how I know I do a good job. Money, fine. But like that, I'm like, I did it. That's cool. Sure. That's your Taurus moon. And that's that Gemini creativity too. And totally. that like Libra, like you're always trying to find the balance for other people too. So yes, that is something like, I think if I were a stylist, I would just style everybody like me and you are, you find you find what other people like and then you find the best version of that. And that's a that's a talent. And you are very, very good at it. And I, I don't think I could do that. I would just put everybody in like a pair of baggy overalls and like a crop top. I'm like, you don't like it? I don't understand. I'm like, sorry, why are you not wearing five chains? What do you mean? <laughs> no, you're so sweet. And it's and it's really cool, like mm-hmm. leaning into it and being like really proud and just happy. But thank you. Yeah, I really... And the painting. Yeah. I paint now. Yeah, because you're you went to college for apparel merchandising, kind of fashion merchandising, and then also what did you say? You went a minor minor in? Got a minor in studio art. Okay, and so that is super cool, and it's kind of a mixed bag. So it's like a mix of painting, mm-hmm. oils. I took jewelry making, which wow. is super cool. Yeah, sculpture, all the art histories. Yeah, so I like can nerd out with you on that. There you go. That's great. Um, yeah, and I did that my fifth year. Okay. Which act Mont was like, I took five years, so you can do that. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay, so Russ took four, so guess who couldn't take five? Obviously not. Obviously not. All right. Well, I'm sorry Mont didn't have you. Because he would have been like, Mont, are you looking for another daughter? You do this. <laughs> right. So right so right now you're in an amazing place career wise, and but that hasn't been really the thing for a, a little bit. That kind oh, of yeah. took some some trial and error. So to walk me through that. Yeah. So Back to apparel merchandising. Yeah. So the goal was to like own my own boutique. Right? Yes. And then, you know, the recession happened. Yeah, because we graduated at like the worst possible time to get a job, much less start up a small business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, the whole state of New York was on a hiring freeze yeah. when I graduated college. Right. Awesome. Great. So I took the job I got. Sure. 
and worked at J. Crew mm-hmm. as a merchandiser in the height of J. Crewness. Like, yes, Jen Alliance was president. Bubble necklaces were everywhere. Bubble necklaces, I still have pencil, all of them skirts, because I know shirts. they're going to be back. And when they are, I'm going to break them out. Yeah, we're they were also like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, yeah, we were like six of them at a time. Yeah, why not? We were like we're flavor, flavor with the clock. Only it was bubble necklaces. Yeah, it honestly. was. This is why we have all the, the color, back problems. Color we do. Yeah, color blocking all the statement earrings, all, all the, the stripes, all the stripes, all the stripes, all the great cut Glitter, lasers, sequins, yes. stripes, all the time. Yep, yep. Things. So you're at J. Crew, so, and then um, I was like, "Cool, retail sucks." Yeah, it's a lot of work. Like when you have a life, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. After moving to Kansas City, I had no friends. Right. And then I was in management, so I couldn't be friends with my employees, which blue um and so i was like okay before holiday which would have been holiday 2012 i think Mm. at this point Mm -hmm. i was like gotta get out gotta go gotta find a normal job Mm -hmm. that is nine to five Mm -hmm. and so i did i found one at a creative agency in op and overland park for those of you who don't know the kc area (laughs) get with it um but yeah you don't know the kansas city suburbs how dare you acronyms guys come on (laughs) um but it was a super cool company and super creative, and that was kind of my goal. I was like, get in with a creative company, figure it out, maybe figure out a new career path. Didn't really have a plan. Not surprising. <laughs> Just trying to find a balance. That's what we're doing. We're trying it out. Right. And so I started my blog, yeah. which was Gussied Up. Gussied Up blog. Yes. Gussied. .blogspot.com. Like, the whole shit. Because <laughs> you did not buy your own domain then, because we all blogged on Nobody free. Nobody bought no. anything. No, no. Anything. And I was like... I'm going to do a blog. I'm going to show people how to dress and just have fun with all these dope J. Crew clothes. Right. And so I started doing that and loved it so, yes. so, so much. And then actually got styling jobs. Yeah. Like with pretty big companies in Kansas City. You remember this? Yes. You were like the blogger for one of the premier like kind of luxury shopping places in the metro. We've only got a few of them. Um, but yeah, you were the you were like the main blogger for Town Center. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was awesome. That was that so was cool. Super cool. And then I And and please make note that she's saying blogger because this is pre Instagram. This mm. is pre influencer. This is pre quit your job and just put peonies in a farmhouse sink all day. Like this is this predates this. I just want to make right. sure that the people at home understand. Okay. There was no road book. No uh what am I trying to say? No uh no roadmap. No. Yep. There we go. Yeah. No roadmap to being an influencer. It was just I, like, well, that didn't exist. That wasn't a thing. It was like you had a blog and you were a blogger and that's what you did. And, and you shared your posts and their cute outfits and whatever. There you go. It was great. Started my styling business mm-hmm. officially um, in 2014 when I was more or less let go-ish right. at the job because I was on a styling job for like a full week and I ran out of PTO. Like, listen, I'm I'm literally pay, like asking you to not pay me, to just not be here. Right, because you had you booked a huge gig with Silpata. Was that the Silpata? Yeah, it was a Silpata you- Charleston shoot. And yeah, it was dope. Yes, and so and they were like actually super supportive of the styling job stuff. So it was more or less like them pushing me out of the nest. They were like, oh. "This is really what you want to be doing. Mm. This is, and we like love it. So like, please go do that." But it still hurt. It sure. was still just like. So anyways, I do this shoot in Charleston, and it was freaking amazing. I also got hives because I was like, oh my god, I'm literally on my own now. Mm -hmm. Like, luckily, I am married to a person that has a normal salary. Yeah. And like, a house. And like, I am locked in that way. He's also a Capricorn, so like, the... Solid as a rock. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, he's got it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It was great. 
And so, and super supportive of like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is totally what you need to be doing. So anyways, do that. So I'm blogging and styling, blogging and styling. And then, oh, we decided to have a baby. Yeah. Little baby Bennett. Little baby Bennett. Yeah. Love him. Um, and so navigating motherhood and yeah. blogging and the contracts and doing that. You got the opportunity to come out of that and mm-hmm. work for a local company here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like this really amazing leather earring company. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Feel enough. That is in Kansas City. And they've so done crazy. amazazingly well. And so super cute stuff. Yeah. And the like the leather earring means it's lightweight, which yeah. was But it's a genius. statement. Like it's still a statement. It's like a whole thing. But you're you're not gonna need earlobe surgery. What am I doing? Uh, sorry. <laughs> are you are you opening a suitcase? Like what's going on? Yes. But yeah, so their stuff's super cute and pretty inventive and yeah, and so they brought me on as their, uh, like, director of retail operations. Right. So you're going to figure out, like, what their stores are going to look like, where they're going to go, mm-hmm. how to hire, all that stuff. Um, so we get into it, and it's, like, super cool, super fun, fast-paced. And super then have, creative. Super creative. Basically, and then I'm pregnant with Georgia at the time. Same I'm, way. like, halfway there, halfway cooked. Right. When I come on, and I'm, like, I'm pregnant. Like, what is happening? I'm going to have a baby, like, right before you... Right before Q4, which is like go time in right. retail world. Because so, that's holiday, right? Yeah. You're gearing it's up like for it. Getting ready. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was going to be a lot. So, anyways, had Georgia and had maternity leave and like checked in because I was like, you're small. I'll help, like, whatever. Right. I've had a baby before. Not worried about it. I remember you distinct. I distinctly remember you saying that to me. Like, I've, I've done this before. Like, I've, yeah. I've checked. The, I know how this, I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. Like, kind of yeah. deal. <laughs> I know how to have a baby. Right. It's fine. Not a big deal. And, like, a holiday happened, mm-hmm. and shit just got hard. Yeah. And weird. And but it was not just hard, like, not hard in, like, a it's hard work way. No. Because you're not scared of hard work, but hard in, like, it no longer aligned. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, I I felt like I was always ahead of them on stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you I were f- ready to move on, move on to something new, and they weren't. Another, that or another like process. Or... They thought I needed to be thinking about one thing and then I thought I needed to be working on another. Right. And it was just like, what is happening? Like right. at one point we both agreed that it felt like I was on a treadmill. Yeah. And I kept falling. <laughs> it was awesome. That's a great analogy. I did not feel bad about myself at all. No. It was great. No, no. Totally Self-worth. All time high. Yeah. All time high. And it just, I just was, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But so I got like a. At the end of January of 2020. Yeah. And I was devastated. Right. For like, I mean, nine months probably. Right. Because you thought that was your dream. This is true. I did. I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember pre all of this, I was talking to my friend Abigail, like, if I was to ever take another like real job, it would have to be for someone I already knew. Mm -hmm. For a job I wasn't really interviewing for. Yeah. Very casual. Very casual. Like. You're my boss, but you respect what I'm doing enough to give me that freedom. Right. To do my thing. Agency to do your thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, anyways, when it, like, all got stripped away, it was like, holy shit. Like, Mm -hmm. who am I now? Yeah. Like, that was going to be my career forever. Right. We were going to open up all the stores and hire all the people and have all the parties and all the things. And it was just like. That's gone. Oh, my God. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I put so much of my identity into that job. Yes. And I, like... Because it was a dream. Totally. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is 
the coolest and mm-hmm. I could I saw it all like in my brain I was mm-hmm. like I can see all the stores I can see everything we're doing like this makes sense and then when it does it and it's like shit like all those annoying Pinterest quotes like come to life <laughs> you know what I mean where it's like you think you're irreplaceable but you're like one minute away from yeah, a new hire being a new hire or whatever it's that, not, yeah you know what I mean right and it was like well yeah yeah actually I, I, I am now and So it took me a long time. And then COVID hit. Yeah. I'm at home with two kids that I wasn't planning on staying, being a stay at home mom for. Right. Which was super overwhelming. But given the circumstance, like, you know me, like in an emergency, when shit hits the fan, I got you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you need me to stay home with Kev? Kev, you work. Right. Keep us supported. I'll, I'll be here. I'll hold it down. We'll eat PB&Js every day because I'm not fucking cooking. Right. (laughs) 75 meals a day. Get out of here. No. Why Um, is the kitchen always dirty? Why? Why are are we always eating? Why are we always cleaning? Why am I always washing Another dinner? Please stop. There are two people in this house and I'm I'm in that kitchen cleaning up way. No. Both Mullins and I just way too much. Right. What is it? My OCD can't handle this. No, absolutely not. We got to order more. Order more in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. On a paper plate and like throw it all away. Mm-hmm. No dishes. Mm-hmm. So get rid of your dishes. Yeah. So we go through COVID, and go through COVID. Whatever. COVID hits and it's like we can't go anywhere. Right. With two kids that the are whole small. world was on was on pause. So in terms of like career and and ambition and job and moving forward and whatever, it became a different kind of work. Yeah. It be yes and and I think because it got so hard, mm-hmm. I. I remember looking at Kev, like, even about a relationship. I was like, cool, so, like, this is hard. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't have to be. Like, we're so blessed. Yeah. Like, of all the circumstances, we have our home. Mm -hmm. You have your job. We have our beautiful, healthy children. We're healthy. What do we have to fucking complain about? Oh, nothing? Right. Cool. Yeah. Then, like. Why are we fighting? Let's live. Yeah. Man, and, like, have fun with it. And so. Then it was like, okay, so if the world's going to be on fire mm-hmm. and everything's going to suck, what can I control? Oh. Mm-hmm. Enneagram I, 3. As an Enneagram 3. <laughs> I am also an Enneagram 3. So like, <laughs> I understand this. 100%. Yeah. And it was like, okay, me yeah. and what I know. Mm-hmm. And I was letting everything bombard me 24-7 mm-hmm. and taking it all in, as you know. Like putting the whole, the weight of the entire world on my shoulders. Because this is at a time when not only is COVID happening and then we get into BLM, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like all of the social unrest because people were kind of waking up to, to a reality that, you know, they needed to. The black communities have been living for 400 years, but like that's neither here nor there. Oh God. And you and I talked so much about it and I'm so grateful because we both fucking get it. I mean, and like as much we as are, we as we try, I mean like, to like yes, yes, not yeah. just like gloss over. Yes, like, here's another black thing square, to care. move on. Yeah, black square, move on. Right? right? Is that what you said? I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. vibing. Yep, it's a we're fired up right now. <laughs> we're fired up. Start screaming about the white women. <laughs> so annoying, those white women. <laughs> <laughs> said Ashley White and um, Caitlin. Four. <laughs> <laughs> So you were taking it all in. You you were absorbing all of this, and you you're a very you're a very empathetic person. Um, and so that was, uh, it was that, so much. I was came over to Ashley's house, and I was like, eight hours later, mm-hmm. felt like, I think I felt just heard mm. more than anything else. Good, because it was just like 
I know you can't fix me. Yeah. You're not going to actually tell me anything to do because I probably won't do it. Spoiler alert. Nothing's wrong with you, but like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it just, in a time where you can't see anyone, you can't talk to anyone, Mm -hmm. you can't touch anybody. It's just, and to like mentally be learning things and want to discuss and be with people. It was just so difficult. Yes. And I was probably at one of my lowest lows ever. Wow. It was awful. And I was just like, I'm going to disappear. Yeah. Like, we're not talking suicide, but we're, like, close. Like, when Meghan Markle talked about that and, like, postpartum and those mental thoughts, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, this makes sense to me. Like, I get it. It's it's hard. And it was so hard. Um, And I had nothing to complain about. So it was just like, what is this? That that shit is real. Your experience is real. Where your brain is is like, you don't. But guess what? You're still fucking hurting. Right. And, And from there, I feel like hitting that moment and just being like, cool. So, like, what are you going to do anyways? Mm-hmm. Like, if life's going to suck and if things are just going to, like, be happening, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I remember being at the lake mm-hmm. with my family. And my mom was talking to me about her friend about a painting that they had just missed out on from oh. another local artist in Oklahoma City. And I was like, okay, cool. I can paint. Show me the painting. Let me huh. see if it's like anything remotely to like what I can do. Right. And I haven't painted in probably four years. Mm-hmm. And they show me the painting. It's dope. Like abstract, great fo- great colors. Mm-hmm. Like love it. And I'm like, I can vibe with this. I can make you something in that in that vein. Yeah. That feels that's th- like that my aesthetic. Version. Yeah. And like. That can be dope at your house. They were like, we just need like a cool painting for like this one random wall at our house. Okay. And I was like, tight. So this is like where the painting sparks and Kev's like, oh yeah, babe, like do this. Like, (laughs) this is great. I like send over a proposal and I'm like taking it super seriously. And I'm just so jacked that like someone who has seen two paintings of mine that I did for fun Mm -hmm. is like, yep, trust you. Do it. Awesome. Uh, Cool. Again, trust freedom. (laughs) Trust freedom. Creativity. Trust freedom. Yep. Uh, aesthetics like yeah cool um so I do this painting they hang it on the fucking mantle yeah I'm like okay yeah mantle piece yeah so it it, mo- it graduates from a wall piece mm-hmm. now it's a mantle piece we're well, not just gonna set it. we're not just gonna put no. it in some random sitting room this now. is too beautiful absolutely let's do this and I'm like honored like yeah validated like, just like had no expectations yeah and was just like wow like I did that I did that and then I put it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I created an Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. And I is your Etsy shop? It's live. It's still live, right? Yeah. If you search "sophisticated," I'll just put it. You just send me a link. I'll put it in the show notes. We'll do the thing. Yeah, yeah. we'll do the thing. That'll be in the show notes if you want to check out her stuff. And your Instagram will be in the show notes, and we'll put your blog in the show notes, and we'll put your home address and your social security number and like the mm-hmm. top three credit cards you use. Mom's maiden name, <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. Yeah, perfect. Last four your social, please. Um, uh, I was born at this hospital at this time. <laughs> You, we were checking your birth chart. So exactly. so you get this outlet yeah, yeah, and yeah. you kind of reignite this creativity that had sort of been stifled at what you thought was the dream job there at the end. Yes. Yeah, totally. So that you reignite it and you give all of that, all of the weight of what you were going through, you know, in 2020, you give that a place to go. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? It takes off. Yeah. I have like an insane list of commissions. So to tight. be working on. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's insane. Like, this is happening. And so I got one commission. Then I got another commission. Mm-hmm. 
and I got to create this really great painting that I painted on the day of the election. Oh, yeah. Because that night I was just like, I don't know anymore. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I got to go get this get energy out. out. And I painted one of my favorite paintings I've ever painted in like 15 minutes or something. Wow. It was bizarre. I was like, it's done. It's done. So I always know when I'm done when I'm proud. When my eye stops like searching. Oh, how interesting. To like add something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm proud. We're done. We're done. I can walk away, which is super hard. And that's like my favorite thing about painting. But um, anyways, and so they just keep happening. And now I get to make one for Ashley. Yeah. I'm, I'm so pumped. Really pumped. And and yeah. so then the other opportunity, the styling opportunity. Yes. Came up. Yeah. So I'm painting. And then I get an email from one of my friends in Kansas City that's like, hey, this super famous card company <laughs> is looking for stylists. Mm-hmm. Are you still styling? And I was like, huh, appropriately and professionally, fuck yes, I am. <laughs> Duh. That's what it says on my I'm available card. today. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so we set up the interview. And at this point, through painting and just through 2020, I kind of was just like, I'm fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Because I know through all this stuff that I've learned about the world and my viewpoint and my beliefs mm-hmm. on things regarding like religion and politics and just kind of everything and Mm -hmm. like validating that Mm -hmm. and like doing this exercise I was like I genuinely know I can fucking kill this job but I also know that I'm fucking cool if I don't get it interesting or if I get it and I don't like it I can walk away and I'm still whole very interesting because I could not have said that ever before yeah and like genuinely felt that and I am very proud of my work. You and should I'm be. very proud of like the opportunity. And I take every single one of them with so much intention. I don't know. Gratitude. Right yeah, gratitude. Yeah. Seriously so grateful. And it's and it's just the coolest feeling to get to do both of these things and be a mom and like mm-hmm. have this family and you know, I honestly chalk it up to like doing mm-hmm. and really following the flow. Mm-hmm. And when things don't work and they're too hard, and not to like give up on stuff, but like for me, when be- things feel too hard, when things aren't working, when you keep hitting those walls mm-hmm. over and over and over, for me, that's a chair, guys. Just so a chair. It's yeah. a leather chair. Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. It's mod. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just have to clarify for the folks at home that it is a, it's a good looking chair. It's aesthetically pleasing. Obviously. So the tourist moon in the room. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, you, you knew that you were going to be okay no matter what. Yeah. And that, that's a, that kind of like life trust fall that you were able to do is really scary for, for anyone. Yeah. But especially people like us that are so, okay, the, the roadmap to success looks like A, B, C, D, Mm -hmm. did it. Where's my success? I would like it in the mail in six to eight weeks. Thank you so much. I went to high school. I went to college. I got the jobs. I did the things. I got married. I had the babies. Where's my now? Where am I? Yeah, I worked hard. What's going on? And so, I I was really impressed with your ability not to not to give up, but to let go. Yes. And yeah, as someone who cannot unclench from literally anything, uh, I I was it was impressive, and it was that's got to be scary because you know like you're not you're you're in your thirties, you're not a kid, you're not living at home with mom. Like Kev got like Kev had you. Yes, of course. Thank God. Um, but at the same time, that's. To, to to be someone who always identified with her work and never mm-hmm. was like, I'm just going to coast 
not that not not that I mean being a stay-at-home mom is not coasting but like you always had sort of your own ambitions yeah, outside of family right and I didn't that on that like I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom valid I I I know how hard it is yeah and I it is so incredibly hard and I just I, I knew that's not what I wanted mm-hmm. I love being home I love again the flexibility of like what I'm able to do now so I get to work on shoots and then when I don't have a shoot, I can be home and mm-hmm. I can be painting and I can just have a normal amount of downtime with my kids and we can do stuff. And it doesn't have to be PTO and it doesn't have to be approved by someone. Right. And it's like, that's always the stuff that just like bogged me down. I was like, this is not fucking life. Right. Like, ugh. And so I'm just, I don't have a plan, but like, this is... I'm just following the goodness. Yeah. And the, well, the, like you're the in flow, flow. The flow of it. You're like, in flow. Where things are happening and mm-hmm. moving and it doesn't feel like work, but mm-hmm. I'm working really hard on all the things mm-hmm. that I'm doing mm-hmm. and giving them a lot of gratitude because I truly just am. Yeah. For all of it. Like it's, it's super cool. Like I never would have thought, hey, yeah, I'm going to be a stylist and a painter and a mom. And a mom, all at the same time and making it work. It's You said something that I want to go back to. You said that I, I left, I knew that if I started the job at the famous card company and if it didn't (laughs) work out, I was going to be fine. Like if it didn't work out, it didn't matter because I was going to be fine. Because I'm fine. Because you are fine. Because I know what I believe. I know what I value. And I know that this doesn't define you. Define me. Mm Mm-hmm. That's hard when you have Virgo dads and you're a Libra and you're yes. a Capricorn. It's hard. But yes. that's very interesting because when – I believe that when your self-worth is that on that level, that's when you manifest. Like mm-hmm. that's when everything – like the true law of attraction is your level of – are you calling in the thing mm. that is at the same level of your self-worth? Yes. That, and so that's why the the, the card gig mm-hmm. to totally trivialize, minimize it like here on the podcast. Like <laughs> the true, truly the dream job where you got yeah. all of the agency and the autonomy and the creativity and the support and then the flexibility oh, to live God. your life and do the, all the other things. That's when it became the easiest is when you let go and just said, you know what, it'll be this or something better. And it, and here we are. Yeah. So like, that's cool as shit. And I still fucking love it. Yeah. And I still try to remind myself like, it's okay if you don't. And if yeah. you don't, you can walk away. Wow. Because it's just like... God, I'd love to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you need to walk away. Um, but it... Yeah. But I'm I'm lucky and I'm blessed and I'm yeah. privileged and I know it. And But I'm still so damn grateful. Yeah. Well, that's like, important. Yeah. And I just try to keep that point... Like, I try to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. I try to have as much fun as possible. Yeah. And that's been hard in the past to like work and have fun and be proud of what you do. That was one thing I was never able to do. This is actually a huge pivotal moment about losing that last job. I was so dishonest with myself. Oh, interesting. And where I was emotionally and mentally. Because I'm an Enneagram 3. Right. Because you always show up and make it happen and you smile and do it. No is not a word I say. Right. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Right. If I think it's a no, like it needs to get done. Uh-huh. So therefore it will. So you put a mask on and you buried everything down deep. And yeah. then that just contributed to, I mean, it was a house of cards at that point. Truly. It was just like, I will work and I will be home with my family. I will work and be home with my family and lose all sense of reality and so, how I am doing. Ash, do you remember this? 
I lost my voice physically. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. Right before I got fired. And it was not. It, there was, was there was health. not a medical medical reason. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, it's my throat chakra. I was like, get out of there. You don't, you aren't yourself. You cannot. I'm getting chills right now. I don't know. Goosebumps on my legs. And you had just done oh body work with Chelsea. Yeah, I just Remember said yes, and I was like, <sighs> dude, you need to go. And I did. And it was insane. It was. Totally, what I needed. So it was what, so validating. What we're talking about is um this in, this this girl we know who is so talented. She's in she's insane and she does intuitive body work. So it's yeah. like it's it's acupuncture. She's a PT by by like tra- like training medical training. Yes, yeah. and um and she but she does like acupuncture body work and then she's very connected to so like she she can talk to your guides and she can yeah. all kind and the stuff that she is able to tell this is when we get in like some serious hello and welcome this is to getting the real star witchy. witch podcast i am your host <laughs> esmeralda <laughs> but yeah it was just so incredible it was exactly what i needed at uh-huh. that time to tell me some things to yes. like put me on a path of like and just kind of open you up and show you you were just you were just lost. So lost. I was like, you didn't I know. have literally nothing yeah. right now yeah. like, to be doing or give. Like, yeah. I have no idea where to go. Yeah, the tank was super empty. Oh. Dry. Couldn't have been drier. <laughs> Couldn't have been thirstier. Um, but yeah, so I did that with Chelsea. And so it helped me, like, kind of identify. So one of my guides, she was getting a lot of lipstick vibes. She okay. like, this is where you get your sense of fashion. One of your guides. And then the other one was male. And then we talked about, I can't, now I'm getting a blank on all the things we talked about. We talked about masculine energy versus feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like super heavy in masculine energy. Yeah, making money, working hard, putting the thing. That's, yeah, I'm like, super heavy in masculine energy too. Yeah. yeah. And like the Taurus part of getting me, shit done. Mm-hmm. And like, and it was just, and like how that part of you actually needs to get outside mm-hmm. and being outside. Like who, why it's sweaty. There's things I don't want that. And <laughs> after COVID, I was like, I get outside. Yeah. I get sweaty with my kids. Yeah. And I love it now. I'm like, want to go on a walk? Yeah. I'm going to walk anywhere. Let's do it. Right. And, um, but anyway, so Chelsea helped me a lot. Yeah. And I'll link Chelsea here too. If yeah. you're in Kansas city and you're kind of into this stuff, I've sent so many people to her. She is super gifted so i'll link her instagram um if you're into that star witch shit like we are uh, mm-hmm. and you should be because it's really fun if you're i mean if you're not i don't know why you're here but <laughs> you know i want to touch on something yeah. else you said i want to ask you a question because this sure. is something that i do not have any experience in and you and it's being a mom mm-hmm. and it is you knew that you didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom yeah that that wasn't for you mm-hmm. what is that like in a culture that prioritizes like motherhood should be your sacrificing number. your whole being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. Cause I also believe in Jesus mm. and I love the Lord, love <laughs> the Bible. He created all the stars. So I like to align that with astrology for anyone <laughs> who doesn't get it. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's again with like, I feel like, parts of your being that you just don't question mm-hmm. I know that's hard because I feel like everyone all the time is like why do you do this why do you do that why do you think that way and it's like I just fucking do man. yeah it's called faith so, for a reason right and so when it came to having kids I like knew I wanted to have kids yeah like I have a sister who's 11 years younger than me mm-hmm. and like watching her grow up and helping her with things I was like yeah 
this is awesome. I'm this is do what, this. I want this. Um, but you didn't want to do that all the time. No, no one wants to do anything all the time. Get out of here. That's insane. <laughs> Children are nuts. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's, I don't, I think a lot of women don't feel like they can say that even if they feel that way. You've got yeah. some women who yeah. want, who want to be stay at home moms and that is awesome. Yes. I was, I was raised in part by like my mom was a stay at home mom and I Hell honestly yeah. don't know how she didn't just put us in the car, shut the garage and just leave it running. She I probably mean, tr- tried and you were like, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got out of the car and then I drove it to Quick Shop and I was like, I'm getting a, you know, I'm getting a milkshake. I got this. Okay. I, it's all right. But <laughs> I, I don't think that I, you know, so they're, the, they're the moms that want to be stay-at-home moms. That's valid, like, rad. But I think that there are moms that don't want to be stay-at-home moms that don't feel like they can say, no, I'd rather have a career. But that doesn't mean I don't love my kids. Yes. And yeah. It's it's really interesting watching this culture of, like, mm-hmm. stay-at-home mom and, like, the tropes of it all on reels right now. It makes me want to die. Mom, mommy Instagram culture is not... Is not my vibe. Is not awesome. Not... It's just... It's totally not my brand, so I don't even know what the shit it is other than I'm just, I love my kids. Yeah. But I also am the only one that's going to fucking know how to take care of me the way I need to be taken care of. Fair. And again, back to that freedom. Yeah. I, my husband is super supportive. Right. Like whenever COVID was like kind of chilling out and. Like last summer. Yeah. When, and like the paintings were happening and styling was like virtually. Uh Uh-huh. He was like, we got to get you like babysitter like one day a week yeah like every week Problem you have this again engineer Capricorn. solid solid as a rock guys <laughs> he was like we got to get you somebody to come like one day a week yeah so that way you always have that day you can like go work you can go run errands like you can just get out of here and i was do like something for you and i was like i can do that <laughs> like i didn't know we could afford to do that because i was like with covid like i was just like yeah stuff had to change it yeah. was so terrifying with one, like one income right, right. and income, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's amazing. That is incredible. And, um, but like, he is such a good partner in that way of Mm -hmm. knowing that like, I need that time no matter what I'm doing. Right. And that I have a babysitter that was able to do that and all of that. And. Allowed you to kind of rediscover. But I also know that I need that. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's the part that a lot of my, like, stay-at-home mom friends, like, don't feel justified in needing. Yeah. And well, because they're expected to give up their... Everything. Their, their identities for yes. the kids. Yes. In a way that men are not. No. No. No one asks how they're able to do their jobs. Right. Hmm. Hmm. With children. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, when, when uh, the kids are, like, mom has a night out and it's like... Dad's at home babysitting. How do you feel about Nothing that? Nothing makes my skin crawl more. I'm just like, fuck he's you. A, it's called parenting. Yeah, he's a parent. Yeah. Wow. He's he's the other 50% DNA match in this equation. Thank yeah. you very much. He's doing his job. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks that so makes much me mad for that TED Talk. But yeah, it's called parenting. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. it's called parenting. He's not a babysitter. Yeah. And per right now, Kev is at home With, being the dad. Yeah. He needs to be. Love our kids. Love and life. Yeah. Being the best. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of women don't feel like they, a lot of moms feel like they don't, they can't say that because there's yeah. some shame from society. How could you not want to be with your children 24 seven? Yeah. Like not feel like I did have one of my friends call me out on it actually. What? Yeah. It was real wild. Are you okay. still friends? Yeah. We're friends. Okay. <laughs> Cause it was interesting from a perspective. Yeah. Like, again, with this like openness of like, yeah, 
those are your feelings. Like, I get it, man. I got them. I say mean stuff all the time. I don't know. Sorry for your feelings. But I told her a couple, like, we had just had our kids, like, pretty close together. And we got, we met up. And I remember saying, I'm more than just a mom. Yeah. And I guess that rubbed her the wrong way. Wow. She brought it up, like, five years, four years later. Whoa. And I was like. We've been journaling about this. Yeah. And I was like, well, again, sorry that hurt your feelings. But, like, I do feel that way. Yeah. And, like, she was, like, super career-driven before kids and, like, had all these things going on. And I was pretty shocked that she didn't, like, do daycare and go back to work and, Uh like, do all the things. And she had that reaction of, like, this is what I'm meant to do. I need to stay home. And, like, Uh she genuinely, like, does it well and, like, likes it. But was, like, career-focused, like, before that. And so it was so interesting watching her. And Mm -hmm. then, like, her watching me talking, you know, like, just as friends do to be like, how do you do that? And like, right. you said this and it's interesting. Cause I was just like, clearly that hit it, a hit a nerve. Right. But for me, like I still feel that way. Yeah. And not that just being a mom is like not the hardest thing in the freaking world. It it's and, so hard. And if you want that and you, and you can do that. Yeah. That so too. Great. But, yeah. but I think it's, it's also valid to not feel that way, and it doesn't make you any less of a yeah. loving mother or a good mom. Yeah. I can't imagine the guilt. It's Well, you'd have to have feelings to have guilt, so I don't know that I would really relate, but, you know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. But, yeah, I do I do remember feeling that way when I had Bennett because mm-hmm. it was, like, pre-mom overwhelm on Instagram. Yeah. Like, there were starting – I remember searching, like, for, like, cool moms that had yeah. babies my age to, like – See what they were doing. Right. I've seen it happen to, to, to women I know. Um, you know, you and my friend Lauren yeah. are both very similar in the sense that, like, you want to have careers. You want to have. And that's great. And that's fine. And that right? doesn't make you any less of, of a badass mom and an amazing, right. you know, matriarch or whatever. So anyways, with the mom stuff, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to navigate. And I feel like in the beginning... It wasn't so hard because, like, the babies are babies. And, like, they're so... They're kind of like dogs where they're just so happy to see you. But they're not, like, mad at you that you're gone. Yeah. Until they're older. So, okay. So, like, Bennett's almost five-ish. And so there's a lot of that lately. Okay. We're very emotional. We miss mommy and daddy when we're working. Mm. And, like, I didn't really have mom guilt before. Like, when people talked about it, I was like, I gotta do this, man. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like, probably happier with yeah, the babysitter having and, like, a great doing time. fun stuff. Like, I'm not... They're at preschool or whatever they're doing. Yeah, like Bennett's with his friends. Like, he loves his friends at preschool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, he's having a great time. Um, so that part, I think, is harder. And I think, like... Now that now that they, he gets mad at you when you leave yeah, or, or there's more emotions that, around it. Yeah. And, like, we can talk about it. And, like, it's, like, more of a thing mm-hmm. than it was before. So I feel like that's harder. And I feel like we do need to sacrifice our time a little bit more than we ever have mm-hmm. to, like, make sure that we do have a very consistent schedule for them because he gets like way off if we're like all over the place right and anyways it's so interesting though as a mom to like watch it and Mm -hmm. be like okay we got to talk about this we got to figure this out and you know it is what it is yeah and we got you know but like we're not stopping yeah but we got not gonna give in to the mom maybe we'll pivot a little bit yeah we're bringing with us or do make it creative but but yeah so yeah being a mom it's wild it's I, I admire you. I don't know how you do it, but you do it very well. Um, Thanks. Now we're going to pivot. Pivot. We're going to pivot. Pivot. So 
I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna ask. Like, do you still identify as an influencer? Oh, <laughs> loaded the influencer question. question. I mean, what am I influencing these days, bro? That's like, I are, agree. have we ever influenced anything besides a swipe up per chest? I, like, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think anyone really identifies. If anyone identifies as an influencer, they're not influencing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm bored. I'm asleep. Well, so I think it's it's interesting because, like, we started our blogs when Instagram was not a thing. Yeah. Mine mine was. But yours wasn't. You're, like, the OG of the OGs. Yeah. I started my blog in 2010. 2012 for me. It was, like... I, start, I did OOTD picks, like, out the gate, though. Okay. I would just like to preface. Good for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Solid. Claim that territory. Didn't know what that hashtag meant. I had to Google it so many times <laughs> to figure it out. But I was like, people keep doing this. People keep doing it. I'm going to do I'm it. Gonna, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, Instagram was not a a a tool to promote no. your blog at all. No one, no had, one can make, no one could monetize. Monetize didn't even exist. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a as thing. As a business. And so, but then it started morphing into that and 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 the influencing industry was kind of born and it it was awesome at first so much fun it was everyone fun. was so creative it was creative high low it was like so attainable yes and then uh, what i feel like it's morphed into now is just something so different and and I want to before I get into this, I want to preface that this is not every influencer. There are yeah. there are influencers who truly are influential and who truly are doing amazing things and like they're doing cool stuff and they're also being like socially and fiscally and, and like scientifically responsible. Yeah. But um, I'm speaking to like the subset, the, masses. the what? Like the masses, uh, the bloggers that are just like well, the girls who call themselves bloggers, they don't even have blogs. They just that's have Inst- my favorite. They just have Instagram accounts. Instagram, Child. that's. That's not a platform you own, but you know, I'm speaking to that subset of, of really pretty girls with Amazon prime accounts that watched, (laughs) that watched the bigs come up and get successful. They don't understand the hard work behind it. And they just think, oh, well I can buy those things and I can show those things and I can, people can swipe up and I can get a commission and I can get free stuff and then I can have people follow me. And it, and it's become so much of that. that so it is, much of that. It's just so consumer driven. Well, and it's just gross. Yes. There's no originality. There's no substance. Mm-hmm. I mean, these girls don't have, and I mean, I say girls, it's not, it's not just girls, but when I picture like in my head, it's, oh, yeah, you know, sure. it's, it's these, you know, so it, they don't have a content strategy. They don't have a, a brand. They don't even know what that is. They don't know what that is. No. Um, they don't have a voice. They the when I say voice, I don't mean like when Kate lost her voice because she truly didn't have one and she was stuck in in a not great job. Yeah. I mean they haven't developed. They don't know what their 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 tone and their style are. They don't know what their their specific brand aesthetics are. They don't know who their no. audience is. What they're doing is they're replicating the success mm-hmm. of these bigger, more established influencers. And if mm-hmm. And they've ripped off their aesthetics, and they rip totally. off the clothes, and they rip off the styling. And they rip they off the style anything. It's oh, like right. you put on a dress and a pair of sandals and swipe up. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, what are we doing? It's not creative. It's not original. It, no. it drives rampant consumerism. That's a really important point. Um, it, I, that got Which really is good for business. But like, but at what point are you just like buying to sell? Gross. Yeah. Like it's just gross. It's gross. Well, for me, especially during like the pandemic, when people yes. were losing their jobs and were relying on unemployment, dying. Or were, people are uh, dying, literally dying. Um, but the, we we had just let's do the Nordstrom sale. What? I'm sorry. Why do you need another 
ankle booty when we are going to be in our homes come fall. Because I'm sorry, you're putting on jeans for whom? For whom what? are you wearing the denim? I'm sorry, you're going to put on a zipper pant right now <laughs> and no. expect it to stay up? Yeah. No. 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 So it just was, it felt really tone deaf. Yes. And I had, I think Instagram made this all so much worse because to have a blog, most, in most cases, you need to be able to write. And, mm-hmm. huh. Hmm. Like full sentences? Hmm. Well, like subject, you know, verb agreement. It's really fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> and so many of these, these girls, they can't write. No. They cannot. They can talk text. They can. <laughs> Every caption. every caption looks like a talk to text. And <laughs> they, I mean, we're all just, we're linking to the same things. And and then you have the affiliate companies who are, who are sending out emails that tell people, hey, these are the top selling items that sold last week. So then everybody pushes those exact items. And everybody's creating the same collages and every, the same gift guides. And it's just, it's obnoxious. When you're in it and you see it, it's just like, does anyone have an original thought? No. I was just so bored. It was boring. You know, like offensive. It was offensive to those of us like, who worked hard. And this really, is what you're gonna do right now, right? The world's falling apart. And well, I mean, I'm even talking what? about before the falling yeah, apart. Yeah, I'm true. just talking about like when you when you started witnessing the rampant consumerism and like the you know the Amazon, you know everything is fifteen dollar you know hauls and like you know here's something new from Forever Twenty One like twenty things that are cheap and you know not made well and that you're never gonna wear again and like I'm not knocking on Forever 21 I have Forever 21 things but like I still wear them I'm talking about the people who who buy just to just to just for other people to consume and swipe up and buy and then they get a commission and then they buy more stuff and then they swipe up and it's this vicious cycle of consumerism Mm -hmm. in a time when is that appropriate to be pushing that narrative like is that like is that what you're about like as a person like that's what you want to like I don't know I take a lot of gravity into what I put out on social mm-hmm. and like what I share and mm-hmm. I'm like this is what you want to be known for this right. is your best and this is not in any way us saying that you shouldn't monetize your content and that you shouldn't get paid no, no. get you, that money honey. you should a hundred percent but if that's all you're doing mm-hmm. is selling mm-hmm. I'm asleep I'm asleep and it's irresponsible and it's yeah. gross. Get right. out of here. What are you talking about? You're just, like, get out of you're here. a pretty yeah. girl with a prime account. I just, I'm bored. Truly. I'm so bored. So bored. I'm bored. I'm it, just in a full on fucking coma. Like, yeah. No, I remember feeling like this in 2018. Yeah. When I was still working with Town Center and like having to crank out stuff for them and like it just felt like so unrealistic mm-hmm. to just be like, okay, I gotta go find a new outfit that's linkable. That's right. Not on sale. Not on sale. It's fully stocked. That's like worth driving traffic to the store. In many sizes. Yes. And being inclusive. And not making it too expensive. And, you know, making it fun and like on par with like what my brand feels like to me. Very difficult to do. For someone else's company. Like it's a whole thing. And you took it very seriously. And then you've got girls just spinning up Instagram accounts and you know swipe up for my charlotte tilbury you know pillow talk lip set yeah it's great love it Mm -hmm. but what else do you have to say right like like i'm a cool tone i can't vibe with that okay you can't vibe with a mauve i can't it's too warm man i wish you know i'm literally wearing pink plaid right now i know (laughs) best lipstick ever pink plaid is (gasps) yeah yeah it's the best pinky cool nude 
ever. Right. It's so much so. And Ashley's literally the bestest friend ever because she bought me not one. But two tubes. I did. Because you I was bitching so much you, about how you could find it. was out of stock all the time. And so I, I found it. My mind. And I was like, I'll buy her two. And that's that's what I bring that's to the table. That's friendship, baby. <laughs> that's She's love. like, I see a problem. I got you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I will kev for the shit out of this. You watch. You got this? I got I got it. So I think for me, I had been feeling sort of gross about about the influencer industry, especially as it related to Instagram in, in, yeah. in kind of 2019. I was like, I mm-hmm. hate the fact that there's all these transactional relationships that, you know, people are just following just to unfollow or they're engaging mm, with yes. your content just to just to get, get your back, fo- get your follower, get you to engage on their sponsored posts. They were we're buying followers. We're buying, buying the followers. We're buying likes. We're I buying love comments. when everyone just magically gets to 10K. Crazy. Weird. Weird. Just hits it right there. It does. It right does. A sweet spot. Mm. Just for the swipe up. Just for the swipe up because you can't swipe up if you don't have 10,000 followers. Can't make the money. So... I I felt very gross about about you know all the loop giveaways that people were doing just to gain followers and I'm not again I'm not talking about people who truly get together with their friends their their blogger friends and they do like a giveaway with like some local stores or, or they even do like a just PayPal giveaway but they genuinely know each other or whatever yes. I'm talking about there are loop giveaway companies that put on giveaway after giveaway they go and they secure a sponsor which is typically an influencer, a blogger, or sometimes it's a celebrity. Like, the Kardashians are doing loops yeah. now. Get um, the fuck out. There's loop giveaways for IVF. Oh, gross. 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 Okay. Like, it's out of control. So, though, these companies will go and secure a sponsor, and to participate in the loop, to be considered to be in the loop. If you don't know what a loop giveaway is, you've seen one on Instagram where it's like, follow me and 65 of my closest blogger friends. For this random Louis Vuitton that, oh, weird, no one won. Oh, weird. Where did it go? Is it it real? Is it a scam? Is it like the most random photo ever? I remember when these were more rampant or maybe I was just like in the crossfire. Yeah. I get DMs and emails like crazy. To do them. Like, Mm -hmm. pay $35 to sign up for this loop giveaway. You'll get 2K followers or whatever. And I'm just like... What? Who are these people? Well, I'm not going to co-sign on these like random accounts that are sucky. Right. And it's, so the companies that that push these are really what I'm talking about. And and I, I don't blame like smaller bloggers who do a loop here and there because honestly, Instagram has made it so difficult to grow. It's so dumb how hard they've made it. It's so dumb. And so I, I'm not, I'm not faulting you know, I'm not faulting influencers for doing the loop giveaways, but I the ones that do them specifically over and over and over again just to get followers, just, I mean, it's a sense you're buying your following. That's what you're doing. Right. And it's, yeah. So all of that money that they pay, these, I mean, some of these loops are expensive. Oh my God. The Kardashians, when they're like loaded up with all the like Louis Vuittons and, and the Hermes and whatever, yeah. it's like, it's like K. 2K to buy in or something crazy. Yeah. And then most of the money goes to the sponsor and then mm-hmm. to the, the sponsor of the giveaway and then to the loop company itself. And then if you're lucky, the prize actually gets purchased right? and someone will actually win. But a lot of times nobody wins anything nope. and it's not r- real. Really? It's, it's, it's a scam, which Such is a scam. And it's difficult if you participate in a loop to be able to verify, you know, did someone win? Did they really get their prize? I mean, I've I've see, I've heard conversations, I've seen conversations happen mm-hmm. in blogger chats where somebody's like, but nobody ever got their prize, and I kept emailing and emailing and emailing the people like, this is awful. My name's attached to this, and like, it's just it's gross. So because yeah, it's gross, it's gross. So I was so sick of all of that that culture. I was sick of the fakeness, and I think what really bothered me was 
it wasn't just the big accounts that I was like, oh, this is fake. It was like local girls that I'm like, we've had real conversations. We've hung out and you're doing that. What? You? Okay. Like, it's just nothing was real. Everything was put on. Everything was a show. It was everything was transactional. I felt so gross about it. And then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. And then 2020 happened and we had COVID and we had. You know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter. We had so much. The election. Like, we had we had disinformation about COVID. We had disinformation yes. about the election. We had disinformation about the vaccine. And there was so much unrest everywhere mm-hmm. that the stark contrast of that type of behavior in the influencer industry as to what was happening in the real world and the the tone deafness and the lack of awareness was so stunning and it just I, I keep saying it grossed me out it just but it did I was like just once like, that matters to you and you like take it seriously and you want to be having conversations that are meaningful mm-hmm. and that are impactful and you want to be learning and putting your black square where you're freaking mouth is right and you watch every like it was just so apparent to watch everyone be just so fake performative and just so racist on top of it it was just like so shocking to me yeah i was like you don't actually take this seriously like how is that possible right like what do you mean this hasn't rocked your world yeah well that's your privilege that's awesome to be able to just check out and not pay attention to it because there's a huge subset of the population that doesn't get to do that that lives it every day and guess right. who it's not white people so it's right. like like uh, yeah yeah um i think you and i both we i i even though i had not been posting on my grid i came back you know to participate in like pass the mic kc yes oh my gosh that was such a cool series it was cool it was um it was a series where a you know sort of white influencer here in kansas city was mm-hmm. paired up with a a black influencer and we handed our platforms over to to them to expose yeah. them to our audiences and to give them a chance to you know interact with with our following because another thing i think people should have realized after all of this is that like how few black, black influ- influencers were already following yeah and why is your feed so white why do the brands you follow why are they only working with white women like what is the deal like ask these questions and the, yes and, and i now have, to ask those questions with brand partnerships yes and ask what they're doing and i i loved that series so much yeah it was good it was awesome it was so great to get to have it together she did a great job great job but it was so it that i came back for that Mm -hmm. and then i and then i started you know sharing in stories when i would come across something that was helpful to me or if it was a gofundme that that i you know had had donated to or if it was a petition i had signed or you know something i just felt compelled I wasn't going to not use my platform for that. And I, and I think you were, you were the same way. Oh yeah. 100%. And I just did not understand people who, even when, when faced with everything that happened could still go, well, I don't want to make my account political. I just, I'm about kindness. I'm, I'm sorry. Human rights aren't political just because they've been politicized doesn't make them political science isn't political i'm sorry how do you not care about human beings i don't yeah i don't get it like how do you not get upset right learning what we things we've learned about just like what our society does i'm was never blind 
to racism. Right. But I grew up pretty privileged. Yeah. But not around a ton of black people. Like, right. Like, truth be told. Oklahoma. And, yeah. Private school. Like, Private, yeah. You know? Um, and so, with that, anyways, like, I do remember, like, moments in my life where it, like, popped up. Like, I remember when my mom's best friend, mm-hmm. her, she's married to a black man. Mm-hmm. So, her daughter is mixed. Okay. And I remember she got a call from her friend saying, Michelle got pulled over today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, why'd you get pulled over? And my mom goes, oh, well, because she was driving while black. Oh, my God. And this was right. in, like, you know, 2002. Yeah, like, because this it's isn't been new. This and is like, not new. No. But, like. It's new to the people who are just not paying attention, but it's not new. But it's just, like, the fuck? Right. I just remember being so upset. Well, and just For realizing her. that was not a thing that you would ever have to deal with. That too, and like raising a boy and not having to talk to him about the police and and all. how not to behave, quote unquote, like, wild. Yeah, and how can't that's wear a hoodie negatively. Uh, like, just, yeah. can't go for a walk, can't go for a run. Like, what, what is this? And if you're not viscerally upset about those things happening, what are you doing? I don't understand how you have a heartbeat. I don't. I don't understand how you wake up. Like, well, how you go to sleep. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And I don't get how this doesn't bother you. The people like, that just went right back to Black Square and then right back to normal. Like, yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't deal. I'm like, no, no, continue showing what, what, like, what are you reading? Like, what do you give me? Like, tell us how you're standing up for, you know, people in your community of color. And how are you going to be an ally as a verb and not as a noun? That, yeah. you know, like, how are you going to do that? And, and it is hard. And yeah. it is because it's like stuff you've never no never tried to know because like when you've learned it because it like hit right yeah and it's not your existence right but we don't it's our friend's existence right right and and it's uh, yeah so you and I felt very compelled to use our platforms in that way and I just one hundred percent the the contrast between people and there were some influencers who got super into it like we yes. do or even there was some influencers who went back to their normal content and but then back. they they folded back they folded in the things they were learning yeah. with their that's great too like let's normalize sharing things let's normalize having these conversations it doesn't mean that you can't have your swipe up here and there but right. like like we're all multifaceted people that's the other part about right. it like yes I love a good dress and like yes I care about this issue right and like we can I, we can do both I my point of view in the the feelings I started to have about it. I was like, I'm not the news. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I'm mm-hmm. not. But I <laughs> I didn't worthy. want people to feel scared on my page. Oh. I that was my thing. Like I yeah. am here to bring joy. Like yeah. I do this for fun. Yeah. I really enjoy making content mm-hmm. and making it pretty and having fun with it and mm-hmm. talking to people and like being smart with it. And so that was kind of like, my no. Like, if this was... And I mean scary as in, like... There was a story that my friend Jasmine posted on her story. Okay. About... I don't know what year this was. But it is... I, like, don't even know if I can talk about it. Okay. Anyways. Okay, so the story is... It's about... Um, it's at a, like, fair. Okay. Do you remember this story? You're gonna... Keep going. Okay. okay. Probably. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so they're at a fair. This, like, ad in a paper or something... And it advertises that you can throw baseballs. Oh, this is from, this, yes, this is from a, it's an old newspaper clipping. Yes. Not from, not from current time, like yeah, from yeah, the yeah. 1900s, like, Victorian era. No, I don't even know. And it yeah. was, yes, I do remember you sharing this. And it was an actual thing that they printed. This was real. And it was a real thing that you could go do. Yeah. 
and it was white people could go and throw baseballs Jesus. or balls, it doesn't matter, at black babies. Mm-hmm. And they would cheer if the baby spit up. That's disgusting. It makes me want to vomit. Like, the idea that a mother... And then they would, like, forcefully, like, make the moms breastfeed their babies so that would happen. So that they, they were more likely to spit up. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what the actual fuck? That yeah. doesn't make any... Like, That's all. being a mother, it's like, disgusting. how would... Like, how? How? And your baby? Like, what? And, like... is. Like the fact that those you, are little babies yes. when like those like actions are happening. So it's just like it's not okay for it to happen to anyone. Does but, like, any human being do that to another human being? Mm-hmm. And like that's the question, right? Like, period. How the fuck did we get here? Like, well, what are you doing? And additionally, you were in your thirties when you learned that that existed. How old was Jasmine when she exactly. learned that from the time that she was little? Because she is black and you are white and like they're the the stuff that I didn't know that I had to that I that I learned last summer that I was horrified 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 and felt so guilty and awful and Mm -hmm. that is appropriate because even though I didn't participate in those things like it's my it's my privilege that I didn't have to to see them and know about them and live them and now it's my job yeah. To take on that guilt and turn it into action yeah. and not just not put it on the black community to educate me, not put it on the black no. community to like, it's okay, girl, or whatever. Which like, was hard at first because I was just like, tell me everything. Yeah. And then it was just like, not their job not to educate your job. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. your job. Yeah. Like, not, cool. No, what not, else? Not your like, job to prop let me up the tell white woman. You, yeah. Hold on, white girl. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you yeah. how your people have oppressed me. <laughs> God. Great. But let me help you some more. Yeah. Like, get out yes. of here. Like, and so, shut up. It was, it was horrifying, yeah. and it was, you know, to address the unconscionable biases, like that. Yeah, that, that was the part for me that I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, oh, I'm like, part of this. So many things that I've said, and so many things that I have not thought were that bad. Right, you didn't like, understand the implications no. for who. Yeah, they were about right. No, and I'm. Yeah. The nuances of systemic racism. Learning more about those. It's not just people in hoods and, and using the N-word. It's, it's, they're so. Yeah, because you're like, I'm not them. You're like, I'm not them. Yeah. So I'm, you know. But, but the, it's like, not them or, like, yeah. There's just there's so, so many layers. so many facets to all of it that, like. It's like, how did we, how did we uh, gerrymander our, you know, voting districts so that we aren't putting as many. Has much representation in black communities, and you know, like hey, Kansas City, why did we draw a straight up line down the city? Super and like, weird. Why did we decide to move all the white people out of the bad areas? Right. I'm sorry. Why are they bad areas? Well, and then well, oh. they're bad areas because white people didn't want their airports and their industrial parks in their neighborhoods, so that they put them in the black neighborhoods, which then devalued the black neighborhoods, which and made no one... they wouldn't give them loans. Then they wouldn't move them. out of them. Yeah, it's great. great. Everything's fine. Great. No, yeah. It's just, yeah. So, that was a tangent, but it was important. Um, but so, just yeah. seeing, yeah. just seeing the, just the, not only the lack of awareness, and mm-hmm. not only the rampant consumerism, just like right after yeah. the black, you know, black square, you know, like right after that, it was... Just, just then to see that, like, oh, okay, some people are, they're, they're not on the right side of this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. did you just wait? What? Like, I, I'm sorry, you're gonna put up a police flag right now? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, what? That's just, that's your best move. That's 
Cool. I mean, I know that it's an, I know that it's crazy and it's really difficult when you know people who are policemen, police women, police people, uh, and, and you know that they're good. But it's like that the, the system that they work in yeah. is is was literally set up, at, you know, as a, as a, a slave catching system, an enslaved person and that catching blew system. my mind. I that had blew, no I didn't know idea. Why didn't we learn that? Because we're white. Well, and because who wrote the textbooks? Right. White people. Right. So it's, I just couldn't get over how, not that everyone has to like throw themselves into that. Cause I know that that's a different level, but just the people that just went right back to, yeah. and here's my old Navy hall. I was, I was disgusted. It was gross. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, and again, like, I feel like I'm being super judgmental because I am, but like, <laughs> it just, uh, it's just, it was just, it's just really hard to watch. Like, yeah, this not matter to you. Well, and to, then to and call ourselves have, part of that community of, of, yes, of we're, influencers. And I'm like, so you're going to influence old Navy and make like $2 off of that, off that jersey dress mm-hmm. versus like actually influence someone learning something very important that they may not know. Right. And that's kind of the perspective I came from. Yeah. I was like, listen, if I don't know this. Maybe you don't. You, maybe you don't. And that's and I why I would share this. Yeah. yeah. Like when Cassie Taylor posted, um, she posted this beautiful story mm-hmm. about black hair. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is tight. Because I don't know anything about black hair. And how went there. And, like, there's so many beautiful braid styles and so mm-hmm. many different and ways a, to, like... It's a protective style. Yes. But then black women are not allowed to wear it to work sometimes because it's not considered professional. But then when white women do it and call it boxer braids, it's okay and it's cute and it's trendy and it's... Where white women are trying to get their hair so big with oh. hairspray, but black women's hair is poofy. So they're constantly pushing it down. Uh, yeah, it's just, just like... Just the standards. The what is this? Doesn't... It's awful. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think we learned a lot. And it's and I'm, and I'm not saying that everybody had to throw them... I mean, you know, like we did or like other people did. There yeah. are levels of involvement. Any Anything is good. But there, I mean, there were some people that were doing nothing. They just yeah. did this performatively. It was so gross. And I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't understand how you're not talking about this in some way, shape, or form. Of how this has affected you. And like, and like what are, are you trying to do about you, it? Right. What and are you like, doing? Even if you don't know or like you need help. Like, I feel like that too. I mean, I did. Yeah. And I just like listen to more podcasts. And I, mm-hmm. one thing for me that I, truly didn't notice as much it was just like how white my feed was yeah yeah like i have a couple of black friends in kc that are influencers and like i'm like always supportive and like i love anyways they're my friends like i love right. it but like it was it and i was like then i was like pissed yeah at myself to be like cool and then it like turned in then for me also like body inclusivity oh like, yeah yeah getting yeah, weight yeah. during covid like my body went to like a whole different like section of the store mm-hmm. that I was like terrified to go to okay before mm-hmm. like in my mind I was like if I get above a size 12 mm-hmm. then I'm at plus size and like I don't that to me being like a retail girl was like scary right like I'm not even in the store anymore I'm online only well, I'm you, in a, you know that there there aren't options there yeah for plus size because hi, most I'm, places aren't inclusive at all 
they're not in high. I don't know if you've met me, but you could pay me in clothes. Yeah. I mean, you can't, but like you could. <laughs> right. I love clothes so much. They're like the thing. Like I will eat like PB and J to like buy whatever I want clothes wise. Right. Like it's my thing. And so for me, it was, it was really interesting. Cause then when I got there, I was like, like I'm bigger and mm-hmm. like that feels weird. Mm-hmm. But like my body's still dope. Right. And, like, now there's different options. And, like, it just feels weird to, like, be on the cusp mm-hmm. of, like, standard sizes. Straight or, sizes versus plus. Like, plus. And it's, like, plus isn't really even plus. Plus is. No. Um, normal. Right. Normal. <laughs> like normal bodies. Real bodies look like. Right. And then my, like, getting back into the world and, like, seeing other bodies. And I was, like, oh, my God. Everyone's body is like mine. Right. Like, What? What this am I so okay. worried about? No, it's because well, you were right. only seeing one yes. body type. Yes. That is is real for some people for a very small subset. Yes. But even what you were seeing wasn't. They don't all look like that. It was just like all skinny At, white moms. And I was and like, was, you're not even curvy. They don't even look like that. You're not Mo- even. Yeah, that. Uh, that's like a whole. Right. Thing. They don't even look. Yeah. That. That's like not that. even a real body. But what it helped me search for, mm-hmm. and like, I'm so happy to see more people different sizes different ages different abilities that too seeing seeing people seeing influence seeing disabled influencers land like fucking gym shark campaigns yes. and like get these brand deals i was like hell yeah yes that is so important and like you know, normalizing and getting everybody yes. seen yeah yeah it really helps so much it does it does being being able to see yourself in the media you consume and in what you buy and what you're being sold is so important and it's something that I totally took for granted because I see myself everywhere. Everywhere. You can find a white woman in everything. And so a straight size, able-bodied, you know, cisgendered, uh, you know, white yes. woman, uh, we we everywhere. And yeah. uh, we're just we are <laughs> all over the place. It is a plague of white women. But where ever where exactly you can't but, escape yeah. us. So but, it was just so nice, yeah. like to help. I don't. I say nice. I don't know how to describe this, but I was just so excited to actually like be aware mm-hmm. of what I was saying, mm-hmm. and then changing it. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you were get, excited to grow as a human being. Fucking weird. Yeah, it was tight. Actually, still love it. <laughs> it's t- and then I got on annoyed. Pinterest and did the same thing. Yeah. I was like. Plus size bloggers. Yeah. Because my body doesn't look like that in clothes anymore. Right. I don't, like, whenever they show plus size models and, like, non-plus size models, I'm like, I look more like her. Mm-hmm. And she's fly. And she looks so cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that mm-hmm. body inclusivity. Yeah. Of it all. Yeah. On websites. It is so helpful. So important. And I've dressed like every size of body before right but when it's you You, it's different it's so different and i'm just but also in like the life journey of it all Mm -hmm. i feel like it's been really cool and helpful to like be at this size and like still rock it yeah and like hit that fear almost Mm -hmm. and be like i'm so fly right like it's still great like i'm Still have, like, a great relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. And, like, that didn't get weird. Right. And. And that's a thing. Yeah. It, it is definitely a thing. It's. It is such. If you don't see yourself. If you don't see 
Like the I'm, person that you know yourself to be in the mirror. It's, it's real weird. It, it completely fucks with you because yeah. your brain literally can't process that you are normal. You feel like something's wrong with you. Like, and this happens for, I mean, certainly for marginalized bodies and for people of color, like to the nth degree. But even for me and you as like straight-sized white women, yeah, not seeing our normal bodies, the way that skin folds, the way that skin has pores, the way that, you know, when you sit down, stuff spills over your jeans. Like, oh my God, what? It, yeah. My stomach like, doesn't do that. No, I've got like rock hard at Get yeah. out of here. I'm my just, side profile is chiseled. Chiseled. Okay. Right? okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Right. It's my like contour. I contour. Uh, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's like, if you don't see yourself, then you, whatever that is, you don't think that you're normal. And if you don't think that you're normal, you're going to think that something's wrong with you and you're going to be ashamed about it. Yes, and you're not going to be able to live your life. Because you're always worried. you. Yeah. And your full truth. And and you have to hide yourself and you can't be yourself. Well, just think about how much time women spend, women of all shapes, sizes, you know, colors, abilities, how much time we spend working to conceal the things from the world that we feel are unacceptable and that are mm. probably just normal. Wow, wow, wow. Like think about how much how much of your life do you think has been spent hiding something, covering something up, oh, posing, yeah. posing finding angles. Mm. Um I think as a blogger it's like especially hard. Yeah. Because and being a 3 so it's like perfectionist perfectionist and we know how to make it look good Mm -hmm. you know like we know the good angles we know the good lighting we know the good poses we know the good clothes like we know that stuff so much of my life has been spent yeah but I think it also goes back into like the misogyny of it all like why am I always or why was I brought up in this mindset of like being sexy Oh. For someone else. Oh, like, I remember, this is so random, but I remember playing in my room mm-hmm. with, like, dolls or something, and I just How remember. Old? How old are we? I mean, we are, like, uh, in that house, I was, like, a minimum of eight years old. Okay. I, like, have this memory of playing with dolls and, like, looking at myself and being, like, you are never going to be hot. You're oh, only going to be cute. Oh, God. Ew. Like, As an what? eight. Sorry. Like, what? It's all right. No, that's fucked up. Yeah. And like. That's societal par- programming. Yes. And like, my parents never talked about that. My mom never talked about food in a weird way. Right. She never talked to, about her weight in a weird way. And you still pick that up because you didn't see. Because of magazines, because of yep. shows, yep. because of like everything going on. And I'm just so thankful that now there's so, like, I know we like. We have a long way to go. On Instagram, but like that's one thing that I like think is super cool about it. Is you can go find somebody. It's because you somebody. do have more access. Yes. To more bodies, to more expanders. lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be really cool on like the inspiration side of life. Yes. To like see how other people are living. Like there's plenty of people that I follow and I like know them in real life. Mm-hmm. And I like vibe with how they live. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Right. Like. You're living right. That's where Instagram is You're not living for the gram. Right. You're living your life and showing how you're living your life. Yeah. And it's not even like the attainable factor. It's the fact that like you focus more on the joy of life. Mm -hmm. And that comes through. Something that was really helpful for me was I 
went out and I followed a bunch of bloggers who had bodies, bloggers, influencers, bodies that looked like mine. Yep. That, that, and, and also looked dramatically different from mine, but that were in the marginalized category. Yes. Like I, we need to see the spectrum Mm -hmm. and doing that and minimizing the skinny white girl aesthetic Mm -hmm. was so helpful for how I showed up every day in my own body. You can, we both know, you can have a, a, a partner who thinks you are just beautiful and doesn't, Got it. You're does, banging. you're banging and <laughs> t- 10 out of 10 would bang and like all that stuff. But <laughs> always a 10 out of 10. Always a 10 out of 10. I like to get A's. You know what I'm saying? I like to get 100, 100%. Can I get I'm a three. Rate? Have we talked about this? A's, exactly. I, I would like to perform well. But, but. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. We God. just went there. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's, we've said fuck so many times. It's, it's an explicit rating for the pod. The adults aren't all right and I'm one of them. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like we both know that to have guys who are super, super into your body and they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful. And then you still don't feel it because you don't yeah. see it. Yes. When I went and found girls who looked like me and who didn't look like me but who were not like that normal skinny acceptable beauty standard it was like I'm fine yeah I'm doing okay (laughs) I'm oh she has cellulite okay I'm gonna stop freaking out about the fact that in direct lighting my thighs aren't like the smoothest who fucking cares it's cellular structure get out of my face and also like what does it matter what does it matter like Who's taking photos of your thighs and, like, talking about them? Well, additionally... And if they are, fuck off. I will hunt you down. But, (laughs) like, do you know that in cellulite was, like, totally, completely acceptable? And then it was, like, in the late 50s, early 60s, they came up with a cream Mm -hmm. for it. And then they marketed it as something that you needed to fix. And that is when people started paying attention to it. The Mad Men. Do you want to kill yourself? Because I do. Where's the bleach? Oh, my favorite was I was 14 years old. Uh I'm at camp. And I, like, developed early. Yeah. Yeah, you like, seem like you had some fun bags happening in, like, grade six. <laughs> oh, 100%. It was, like, I stopped at this. I was five, six, and sixth grade. Yeah. Just, like, and then stopped. And then everything just filled up. And then it was just, like, this body. Here it comes. Which I had. I still look at photos, and I'm, like, I was I had no idea what I was working with, which is <laughs> probably for the better. But anyways, I remember a camp counselor, male, at a Christian camp was like somebody's got some birthing hips no to me 14 gross um what Peter Paul and Mary get the fuck out of town what are you talking about what are you talking about how inappropriate so inappropriate but also like I will roundhouse kick you in the face I'm a woman yeah you can't do this Shut up. Shut up. Just so like, gross. Like, all of it. But, like, the fact that, like, that was even said. Why? Why? Thought is this, it was okay. Anybody like, feel the need that they can comment on anybody's body ever. Unnecessary. Like, what is happening? It's So, I agree with you. Like, being able to see so many bodies is so helpful. Important. Like, Katie Serino. Do you follow her at all? No. I don't think so. Oh, my God. She is, like... My older sister, I feel like in the blogging world. Yeah, yeah. Rocks a headband every day. Love. Oh, yeah. You love the Blair Waldorfs. God, they love her. And she's like a mix of preppy and trendy, and she's just like so great and so awesome. And she's, I think, a size 22. Mm-hmm. And she talks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. She's like, when I started my blog, I was a size 12. Okay. And she was doing it to like show, like, and she does this challenge on Instagram called Make My Size. 
And so she's straight You've up. You've sent me her stuff before. Yeah. You're like, look how cute she is. Yes. She's I, so cute. I know, and like, I know who you're talking about. And she does this thing where it's like, make my size, where she'll try on like designer stuff that says right. it's like supposed to be her size. And like, she's in her bra and underwear and straight up like pouring out, like not even on, like, she's like, what the hell is this? Right. Like, I have the funds. I mm-hmm. have this body. And I want to wear your clothes make because it. Make they're my size. beautiful. Yeah. Make my size. Yeah. Well, and then and just like standardized sizing anyway. Have you seen that graphic of like these jeans are all a size 12? Yes. And they're like, some are like teeny and then they're, they're I mean, they're just, they're all over the place. Yeah. That they're and just, I love when like they talk about weight and they like that you show see all the bodies. These women are all 150 pounds and they yeah. all look totally different. Totally different. And it's like where... I feel like that helps so much. That helps to be so like, much. That helps so much. Because we're so hung up on like if you're not 130 pounds or, or, or... If you're not like the weight on your driver's license. Oh, man. Whoa. Whoa. What is that though? I don't know. Anyways. It's awful. We'll talk our therapist about it. There's so much internalized misogyny, beauty yes. standards. And like men... I know that, that guys have body issues and I know that guys feel pressure to, you know, look a certain way. But like not in... Not in the same way. Women not ha- eating disorder. Well, I'd say that. That's yeah, I mean, like I'm sure, but like there the are- amount of women that I know that have some sort of eating disorder or disordered eating. Yeah, yeah is alarming. Well, and just like there's just more societal beauty pr- like beauty standards and pressures put on women than there are men. It's not that those don't exist for oh, men. Oh, they definitely do. But that's what- that's not the point. But it's just like from such an early age, you're conditioned to notice. Yeah, and try to be something. Yeah, it's. It's out of it's out of control, and I think that it's changing. And I, I think too. that's that's where I will credit Instagram and you know TikTok and to, to showing more of these of these different, totally normal, totally acceptable, totally beautiful bodies and shapes and complexions. And it's representation is important in all its forms. Totally agree. And that was something that I didn't. Under, fully understand and still can't ever really understand as as a as a you know privileged white woman, but that I but that I get more of now. Yeah. I, I can grasp more of it now, you and understand I understand why it's important. Yeah, and I can demand it with from the people that I work with yeah. and work for, yeah. and and align your values, right? And know what you stand for, right? Right. Totally agree. It's but anyway, yeah. The influencer industry is just. I don't know. I don't identify as... I'm retired. As, right. I'm retired. You're a retired influencer. I'm retired. I just... I think that's... I think that's great. I mean, it doesn't... It didn't mean that my blog stopped. I still blog. Right, which is where... Ex- did you see the wheels turning over here? Because I was <laughs> like, but you still blog. Right, exactly. And, like, you do share on there, but it's not like it was. I'm not posting... I don't post on my grid. I haven't posted on my grid, and I don't even know how long. I, I go share my blog to stories, and then yeah. I share things that I feel... It compel, compelled to, you know, something that, that taught me something or something that made me laugh. Like, I will share yeah. those things. But I'm not, I'm no longer, like, sharing, like, all of my life. And I'm yeah. no longer posting on my grid. And I'm no longer doing the thing where it's, like, spend an hour in the morning and an hour at night on Instagram and engage yeah. on this many posts and do this hashtag strategy. And I would like to take a shot of Windex. No fucking thank you. How does that, I would like to live my life and not show what my life should look like on Instagram. Thank you. I want to spend my life Louder. looking at other people's lives that they aren't even living either. We're all just stuck behind these tiny screens talking, talking shit, talking, tr- like none of it is real. None it's of all, it is real. None that, of it is real. And that's where I got to in the past year. I was like, cool, if nothing's real, then like, what the fuck are we doing? Why am cool, I here? I'm not doing that anymore. No like, thanks. 
if my bedroom looks tight, it looks tight because I want it to look tight. Right. Not because I'm living for the gram. Or like because reward style tells you that it's a Serena and Lily sale and you should push a picture of all of the Serena Lily stuff in your bedroom. Um, no, I bought it on Etsy. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you're more and of an super pro girl than a Serena and Lily girl anyway. Yeah, yeah. totally. But no, I, yeah. I agree with you. And I think, you know, back to the blogging thing, it's not that I don't like to create content. It's not that I don't still enjoy that. But I was like, I like my blog I, I own this platform because mm-hmm. you, you don't own Instagram what what weird you don't own your handle but weird I, but I or my photos on my oh, page wait. oh do you Ash. have image rights oh did you sign a terms of service with a company that's not you then you don't own them did you pay for the Instagram app oh, oh. if you didn't pay you're not the customer you're the product you're being the product sold. yep Thank you. Thank you um, mm-hmm. for coming to my rage what talk. What is fuck? that documentary that you uh, were talking about? The Social Dilemma. Wow. 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 Unbelievable. That line right there, though, I was just like, oh, my, my God. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And similar feelings to, like, last summer when I felt, like, super bombarded to, like, podcasts and Instagram and, like, mm-hmm. learning and being, like, a fire hose of information every day and, like, having to know everything. Right. It was just like, oh, Again, with, like, the control of my life, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, you think you have control of me? Mm. That's cute. That's, <laughs> That's no, cute. No, thank you. Um, so I'm going to be on here if I want to. Yeah. I'm going to be on here intentionally. Yeah. I'm going to guard my eyes and my brain and my mental health mm-hmm. and do what I want mm-hmm. if I want to. Yeah. And if I don't, I don't. I think Does that so, make me the best influencer? No. No. Do I care to be the best influencer if that's what I'm doing with if that's my what life? you're sacrificing? No. No, thank you. It's so I feel like that's where I'm at for me. Like, yeah. My viewpoint and my goals are totally different right. than how they were. Like, right. I'm not hungry for likes. And, and that, too. Like, people talking about people post on the gram to either brag mm-hmm. or, like, show something right or whatever right and, I, and that really turns me off too so it's like i'm not showing my kids being funny or right. my outfit to like be braggy right i'm doing this because i like it mm-hmm. and, and i like, want to show you that you can do it too yeah yeah and like and i've been told like by a couple of other close friends about like the way that i view parenting is inspiring Mm. and I don't view it that way Mm -hmm. I don't view why I share my kids when I do the way that I do in that way I just genuinely think they're like a joy and fun and like hilarious Mm -hmm. and I'm on this journey like you guys heard it here didn't read any books don't know what I'm doing (laughs) I'm just like loving and trying to figure it out day by day and so I feel like for me that's like where I come from with it all I'm like does it spark joy a little Marie Kondo yeah little Kondo action Cool. Do Get it. Into it. It's so tough though because they, all of us, whether you're an influencer or not, you feel like if you don't catch up on your feed or you don't watch all the stories and consume all the content that you're that you're being left out because that's where life is happening on Instagram. That's not crazy true. talk, and Ugh. that's not true. No, it's not. And then just the fact that Instagram is is a, I mean. It's not even a race that you're in. Instagram is having that race with the advertisers. You're you're the rabbit everyone's chasing. I yeah. mean, it's just it's not. So, for for me, this idea that you don't own the platform, you don't mm-hmm. own 
how many people, even who follow you, see your content. Yeah. You can't even rely on hashtags. You can't no. rely on whether Instagram is going to tank your post or not. You, yeah. Like even if you do all of the quote unquote right things, which Instagram doesn't tell you what they are, it's all these social media companies who quote unquote know somebody at Instagram or know somebody at Facebook or think they've figured it out with the latest algorithm update. And really everybody's just kind of like shooting in the dark and, and trial and, and erroring. works, then they're calling themselves experts and saying they know how to show you how to buy do my coaching skills. And it's like, you know, if that, that's not, that's not where I want to put my energy in creating content where if I'm on my blog, the algorithm is me. I choose what posts you see for how long, in what order, like I, you control everything there. You own it. And you, you, it, uh, that, that to me is just so much more important than competing against an algorithm that is, I mean, it's always out to, it's, 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 it's there to turn a profit, baby. Totally. Totally. It's there to sell you and to sell your eyes on advertisements on, on the page. And it's, it's, it's cool is to keep you there. Yes, its goal is to keep you there. And Instagram also hates being cut out of the money-making process. So oh. when an influencer does a sponsored post... Mm-hmm. They be- don't do well. They don't do well. Instagram intentionally tanks it because Instagram knows that that blogger or influencer has made a deal with the brand and those two are making money, off- the brand's making money off of the exposure and off of the commission from the sales that are coming through from the blogger's traffic. And the blogger is making money because the brand is paying them directly. Instagram's mm-hmm. not making money. So yeah. Instagram takes it. They don't like that. They tank, they tank the post. And so mm-hmm. unless you buy an ad, you sponsor it, you work through their platform, mm-hmm. your chances of... And I mean, so in or some, you're like on stories being like, hey guys, and you have like a great following and you're connected and right. you're doing it the right way. And you're like, by the way, I'm super honored to be partnered with this company. Mm-hmm. This means a lot to me that I got this opportunity to get paid to mm-hmm. produce this content. Right. If you wouldn't mind, Showing I'd love some love. extra help by commenting, saving, like, yeah. you know, all the things. And even that, I as an influencer in this world Mm -hmm. it sucks to have to do that right because when we got into this Mm -mm, we didn't you just posted and like it did well or it didn't and you couldn't and it was more based on whether the content was good and not if instagram was was working against you and i I, people who keep saying you know just create great original content and it'll do well no it no it won't you can't guarantee that no it won't and it's just, and yeah. so much of it is fake. So much of it is just, fake. it's bought engagement or, you know, it's purchased or it's, it's just, I can't, I don't know. The whole thing, man. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. And That's it's, why I'm like, let's just do joyful things, man. Right. Like, let's just, like, if things are cool and inspiring and feel fun, share Go that, it. you know? But, like, changing your life to be shareable. Mm, not like, the, you got to get not your the, life right. That's, not the move. Yeah, no. Not up. And I mean, the only reason I still have my Instagram is because, like, I follow my real life friends there. Yeah. I follow, you know, I want to see Kate Four and the fam, you know, hanging out. I want to see my friends from high school, my family. And then also, I have bloggers and influencers that I truly care about and that I want to see their stuff right. and support their stuff. And people who I have conversations with in the DMs about, you know, various, various things. I genuinely like connecting with those people. Yeah. I, I that wanna, is fun. That's super fun. When, yeah. when anybody cares enough to ask a question oh about. My God. I'm just like, yeah, let's chat. Like, let's go. What other and, questions you got? Yeah. What I'll else do you need? Like, yeah. so that's why I still have it. But I'm, I'm not there for the, I'm not there for the rat race anymore. I just, I'm not, I'm not interested. No thanks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. 
it's not forever. It, there will be something that eclipses Instagram. Hi, TikTok. Hi, TikTok. What What's, up? What's up? Yeah. Oh, and your algorithm is tight. Oh. And, oh, it's favorable. Weird. Oh, weird. Strange. It grows uh, super fast. And it's like actually profitable. Hmm. Weird. What? It's happening. Uh-oh. Do you hear a doomsday clock? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Insta. Are we on TikTok? That is a no. It's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard pass for me. I actually have a TikTok. Mm. Um, Are you I, doing dance videos now? I will not be dancing, nor will I be singing to camera because I think my head would explode from the embarrassment. The amount of times that it's not like on cue or whatever, oh, like that, timed that's what up, I'm just like, what's going on? Guys, guys. Yeah. Do we all see this? <laughs> is my Wi-Fi bad? Like what's happening? <laughs> But I am am on TikTok because I found, like, puppy TikTok, and I found um, organization TikTok, and I found... I was on German hot boy TikTok for a minute. Sucked into the conspiracy side of things. Oh, the QAnon TikTok. And then as soon as it was pro-Trump, I was like, cool. Out. What? Yeah. It wasn't QAnon. It was like... I don't even know now. It's, like, so embarrassing. But, yeah. But But this is where I, like, learn my values (laughs) and learn what I don't stand for. And, like, that's insanity. Yeah, I was, uh, I got totally hooked into, into hot boy German TikTok and I was down a deep rabbit hole and <laughs> I am dying. There was, How have you not sent me these videos? I don't know. I'm going to send them to you like after this. I All was, right. there, there's a lot of like, we're, we're, we're shirtless in the bathroom looking at you in the mirror and I'm like, uh, what is going on? Is this porn? What's I don't, happening? I don't, I mean, it, I don't, it's PG 13, but I it like definitely would not want to watch this with my parents. It was. I definitely get a little red. <laughs> I am embarrassed. I am flushed. I gotta tell you, but also like uh, Danka, like thank you so much for this. This is great. Uh, but yeah, like, so I, I Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> What's that? That's the German I know. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts nine. Uh, but it, it just the TikTok is cannibalizing Instagram's market. YouTube is cannibalizing Instagram's market. This thing is not going to be forever. Yeah. And people who have built their brands entirely on this platform, what are you going to do when it turns into Facebook, y'all? Mm. Or MySpace? Oh, what are you, who's in your top eight, bitch? Like, top what, are you, eight. what are you doing with your what life? What are you doing? I don't know. I'm I just, man. it's, it's a, it's a lot. Um, and I, I think, it's scary as an influencer to divest from Instagram because, like, when I did that, mm. I yeah. the brands just were like, yeah, no. Like, mm. even long-standing partnerships I had had, they were like, hey, do you want to do, you know, an Instagram post? I'm like, I'm not currently taking those. And then it was just, like, crickets. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, blogging has never been my full-time job. I don't ever want it to be my full-time job. I The money was nice, and I definitely want to get paid for the content I create because... As you should. You, it's a job. You can't call Anna Wintour and be like... I'm going to give you a couple sweaters. Will you put my ad in Vogue? She'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, for a couple grand. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. you can send me the sweaters and you can also cut me a check. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to have page 17. <laughs> thousand. Uh, but <laughs> thousand. Must be the September issue. That's right. It's the September <laughs> issue. You can have, the, you can have the, like, the very back middle. But I definitely think like uh, when I stopped doing Instagram, oh, yeah, yeah. the brands just kind of... They, they were like they fell away, and I'm like, all right. Like mm-hmm. I still had like I still had Adidas be like, yeah, blog posts like rad. Like Adidas just wants blog posts anyway, and I'm like, cool, good SEO baby, great, Let's thank you. That. They're evergreen and they're findable forever, and they're you know easily You're pinned. Welcome, thank you. They get it. Yeah, but yeah, they just I mean stuff. People I had worked with for years were just like ghost. I'm like, okay, like it was. It's never been my source of income. It's always been nice, and and I want to get paid for the for the content I create. So like. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, like, 
brands are some of the problem too. Oh my oh my gosh. That and like when we got into it, brand deals weren't a thing. They weren't a thing. No. No one cared. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. that part I do really like about the marketing of products. It gets a I feel like it gets annoying when you follow the same style of influencer. Yeah. And like But they but people with can like, get really creative. Totally. With, but it's like Oh, is there a ritual launch today? Yeah. Oh, Tula launched a new eye roller. New Billy Razor? Oh, oh weird. Huh. So Home that. Fresh. I, fresh goods. Whatever the shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that that's annoying to watch. Yeah. But it is cool. And from, like, our perspective, I think that's, like, you can see how other people do it. In Create a the content. Way. And, yeah. and, and, and you can see the work yeah. behind it. When you care about the work, it is impressive yeah. to see the work product. Yes. I agree. And what's what's interesting that I feel like some people talk about in this space is like there's a weird amount of pressure to mm-hmm. make it all look easy. Oh yeah. And so therefore people think it's easy. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. And then as soon as they figure it out, they're like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, this is work? Right. To like plan, create, post, communicate, communicate, stay on message. Like create a brand research your audience mm-hmm. like it's crazy Weird, strange and that's why they all just end up copying the people who are successful yep because we don't we're allergic to work we don't we don't know how we just want to go to the reward style conference we just want to so badly we so in new york fashion week and, and we want to go to new york fashion week mm-hmm. and not even go to a show maybe nope. just go to a, all the pr, PR parties yeah it's fine mm-hmm. just yeah. get some lipstick yeah, I was I'm so bored. Yeah, yeah, I can't deal. Well, that and like, I, I love it for like the inspiration, sure, and new ideas, and oh, and being influenced and like yeah, an and actually going way. for the fashion and consuming all of the creativity that's happening in that space. But then there's a whole vapid and so when side everything's white and everything's tan um, and everything's right. the same, the it's same. like I'm not I, inspired. I'm, am I better than everyone else? <laughs> am I? Am I? Better? Should I be a home decor blogger now? Like, what's happening? Yeah. So, yeah, it's. It, it all looks the same. Yeah, it it's does. all the same filter. It's yeah. all the same things that we're selling. And it's just like. Mm. And again, this isn't every influencer. I'm, we're certainly talking about a subset of, you know, a subset of, of the industry. But the subset of that industry is really large. It really is. And it really gives the rest of it a bad name. I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry, and it's, oh. influencer marketing can be really cool. And it is cool. But it's just the people that are it's creative and fun and different. Doing it for the right reasons yeah. or who are, you know, lazy, uh, it's just it's makes it – gives everybody else a bad name, right? So – Yeah, for sure. Okay, it has been amazing to have you. Thank you so much for coming and – shooting the shit with me uh, we we've had all these conversations at, in the back of ubers pre-covid and uh our uber drivers hate us or they find us really entertaining one of the two um i'm sure that's how the podcast will be and for um you know coming and hanging out and chatting with with me for an hour and and change it's been really it's been really fun and i i don't know i just love the shit out of you man i know <laughs> i'm so proud of you for saying that well, thank you feelings are cool and feelings I, don't exist for me but that's why you did it <laughs> No, this has been an absolute blast. I am so proud of you for doing this. Shucks, man. And like, you guys got to see the setup. It is like legit. A lot of screens happening. Gosh, rock chalk is (laughs) killing it. (laughs) Bless. And this has been so fun. I love you. Thanks for having me. 
And that'll do it for this episode, guys. I want to thank Kate for hanging out and sharing her story with us. All of her links will be in the show notes below, as well as some of the references for topics we discussed here today and uh, links to contact me and ask questions and tell me what you think as well, as always. So you can subscribe to The Adults on All Right anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. And thanks again for tuning in uh, to this episode of The Adults on All Right podcast. I've been your host, Ashley White, and we'll chat soon. 